Come on in, guys. Welcome in to Talking Llama, episode 11 of Strawberry 45. And Jared, we're both sad tonight, I think. Yeah, very, very, very sad. The queen the of the season, yep. Emily Emily Flippin, is gone. Yep. What an, what an amazing single season character arc she had. And... And even more impressive when you think about her going out at seven. Like, we're not even going to get the full experience. It's just like, uh, it's it's kind of Christian Hubicki. Just like he he went out pretty early, and uh, I think he grew a lot on the season. So maybe that's like the closest thing I can think of. I didn't consider him. He felt. I mean, hmm. I always thought he felt more self-actualized than than Emily did from the beginning. But I do think now that I'm thinking about it that he did change and adjust once he started becoming one of the brochachos. Yeah, like he he kind of, uh, I, but I like felt in a like good he... way. It was like more more like self assured, more more confident. Not that he wasn't at the beginning, but just more so. Yeah, like he was confident in what he knew in the beginning, like like confident going in, but like not confident in some of the social situations that he needed to get through. And I think like becoming friends with like some jock type people was, uh was really good for him and it you could see him kind of like evolving um and and Emily evolved too just in a little <laughs> different way where like she kind of came on too strong and then like became more self-aware of like how people were perceiving her um as the season went on and was very open to suggestions and you know, Caleb's, I guess we'll just call it coaching for lack of a better word. Um, although I think it still applies on just how to, how to be an actor on camp and with the people in this game and survivor is not the easiest place to do that on either side. One to tell people and not have it come off like referencing again, coach and Tyson where Tyson is like making fun of coach while also giving him advice on what to do. And whereas Caleb was just like legitimately saying, you know, you need to do ABC and then Emily did it and, you know, went full on it and, you know, realized that he was trying to help her and just, just bought into it. It'd be so easy to say, here's this person I've known for 12 hours, two days, one week. What the hell did they know about, about how I should be acting? But then for her to realize, you know, maybe he's got some, something going here. He's got, he's got, a, got some points. And to actually take it in and then act on it. I mean, it was just it was just awesome to see. Yep. 
Yep. One of the one of the best ones from uh recent seasons. Yeah. If whenever they do an, a new returning season, like if she's not one of the first two or three calls that Probus makes, he's doing something wrong. Yeah. I mean Boston Rob, number one. <laughs> Always gonna have Boston Rob. Then maybe Emily. Dude, a quick tangent. Someone was talking to just about like, you know, all star cast for the new era. And someone posted one on Twitter the other day. I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to rip on any specific players, but it was bleak. <laughs> it, was like, here's I mean, the, it was like, here's the all-star, you know, from 41 through 45. I was like, oh, like those players make sense, but it's very sad that this is the group. There were, there were some winners in there, obviously. But overall, I was like, oh, man, that is... If, if say, like 40... Would be in forty six if forty eight would be would be in a quote all star season. That's rough. I mean, I could have told you that. I mean, <laughs> but just seeing all the players listed out together, yeah. grouped out, was like, oh man, this is not ideal. Yeah, and that's that's probably what season fifty is going to be. And now I don't know if it'll only be. I mean, that's just pure speculation. It just seems obvious. It just seems like the obvious time to do something is season freaking 50. Yeah. I hope it's bigger than that for, 50. I, I, I hope it's not just, you know, the, the post winners at war players. Yeah. Um, but they're going to be included unless they do some like legends or icon returning player. You know, people have pushed for like legends, um, basically like winners at war, but, you know, like the Ceres and those types of players who haven't I mean, won, but Russell, are icons. Like, coach. Yeah, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, um, but man, it was, it was not great. But let's let's move on because that's just making me sad now. Because this yep. season is good, and I'm actually excited for the end game. Like, legitimately excited. Um, but we get back, uh, as we always are, back at the camp after the vote. Have you? When is the last time you you've seen a collective group of people so excited after voting somebody out well, to vote the wrong person out? <laughs> that, yeah, that too. Like, obviously, Couture is going to be so excited, but and we talked about this last week. She's torpedoing her own game based on emotion. I mean, she's she's among the worst strategists I've ever seen. I it's, and you know what? She's my winner pick, and she's still there. She's so still hanging around just make it to the end you got a shot you got a one in six shot the thing is obviously like she's shown i don't doubt that she's a smart person i want to i i wouldn't i wouldn't be upset to see her on a season where she's not blinded by you know now maybe that's just how she is she's gonna find someone to, to glom onto as i cannot stand this person my only goal in this game is to vote this person out but it, it's a, it, it's disappointing when someone's story and we did get more of her we'll get into that when it gets to it when someone's basically their full story is just wanting to vote this person out and when it's to the detriment of their own game because you don't get a feel for how again we, again i don't want to rehash last week too much but maybe this is a sign of her as a player that she can't let go of this but maybe you know under different circumstances if she had a more agreeable tribe she could she could thrive as a strategist but yeah based on what we've seen this season Again, we said it before, not great. Should I should I give my evaluation now or later? Might as well do it now. We're on it. I mean, I think 
I think under any circumstance, she would be playing a similar game. I just don't think that I, uh, I, she's not like a chess player, you know, like it depends. It depends what you mean by smart. Like I, I was meaning just like in general, she's a smart person, like general intelligence. I mean, sure. But yeah. like there's, I think, uh, it, it would be. I mean, like you've me like you've seen people on the show who are just like straight up stupid people. Yeah, and like you you know they have no no shot to strategize. Yeah, their way I through think. A game. I think that Katura is. It's like you can be smart but have tunnel vision, and I think she's just like a tunnel vision type of person. That's like fair. You're, yeah, not gonna. <laughs> I don't think she often considers other viewpoints than her own. That's fair. Very fair. But the Reba 4 is is going strong and everyone is celebrating the the continuing yep. <laughs> dominance of this foursome. It's unbelievable. It's, it's like even tonight, it, even when they go after each other, they still don't fracture in terms of voting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I was like the the celebration also, like I I mean I think everyone voted the wrong person out when they voted Bruce out, but like at least in Reba's case, it's like a little justified because it's like, Hey, like we have the numbers if we want them for the rest of the game. And like everyone else who was celebrating (laughs) was like, you know what you just did. Right. And it wasn't like, I could see someone celebrating just to fit in. So they didn't stick out as, you know, the odd one out, but Everything about that seemed like everyone was legitimately excited. Oh, the buy-in was there. Yeah. Yes. That's got to suck for Bruce to watch that. So I, I was thinking the same thing when I was watching it. He's like, we, we found him a little grating at times on the season, but he seems like a perfectly like lovely guy. I went, yeah, he's not a bad guy. He's like, he's, he's got a good, good heart. He's got, you know, good, good mind. It's just a little annoying at times. And then to to see that reaction, like yeah. that that can't. I I hope someone prepped him for that. That that yeah. someone that he's been become friends with since the season ended said, "Hey man, just just so you know, we were in our feelings. This is coming up after you get voted out. We know you now. It's we wouldn't act that way now, but just because like that could be just just crushing to see that. Yep, yep. I think yeah." A little annoying is a good way to to put it. Yeah. Like that's a reaction when like a Russell Hance type player gets voted out. Right. I mean, who, yeah. I mean, who's like a bad guy who's like intentionally grading and pushing people, you know, that's the death by a thousand, a thousand cuts type. Deal. Like organizing an alliance of of quote unquote dumbass <laughs> girls. Like yeah. that's like that's the difference between Russell and Bruce. Like. I just that's the guy you you celebrate for <laughs> by, by yeah. going out. Um but then what did you think of Emily's decision to cuz when cuz Julie says, you know, she she got she copped the one vote from Bruce and Emily owns up or admits or takes credit for however you want to to view it that she convinced Bruce that Julie was against her to the to the point where Bruce thought obviously that he was going to be safe. So it's, it's, I I'm going back and forth a little bit because she's taking credit that she's, I mean, 
moot point now that she's out, but in the moment, if she gets to the end, she now has credit for that move. And clearly it's a move that people wanted to happen. But then, as Julie says, like, this is just demonstrating openly and then talking about your increased threat level. And they should have been seeing her as a threat anyway, but the way they were talking, at least Julie and Drew early on in the episode, they were really just now realizing it. So so I wasn't sure about that from Emily's standpoint, if that was the smart thing to do or not. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was. I mean, it's not like that's your only time to ever make that statement. Yeah. Like, you can just I'm, I'm maybe it's not gonna be as fresh if you use it at final tribal, but like it's still gonna play. I mean, you can say like, yeah, I think one of my biggest moves was when I I made Bruce feel safe enough to not play his idol and we could all take him out. Like explain how you do it. It'll be in their heads when they vote for the winner. Like, yeah, there's uh, uh man, it was like what the iron was hot and uh, she decided to <laughs> just, just go for it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm wondering if she was worried that someone else would try to take credit for it. And so she wanted to stake her claim to it. Well, but uh, people definitely took her seriously after that. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think the way everything shook out with Drew winning immunity, Aust- D still wanted to work with Austin. I'm not sure that this ended up being the final nail in her coffin right now, but it seemed a little ill-advised to, yeah, I'd agree with you, ill-advised to take ownership of it right away. Yep. Then we get to Austin and D. There had been rumors and talks of a possible showmance. It was mostly from Kendra and mostly from people just saying, oh, these two good-looking people are very friendly. Maybe they should hook up on the island. And that's kind of <laughs> was the extent of it. But we get a little little beach time with them, Jared. A little little nighttime beach time. Yeah. And and I don't I don't know if if this is legit from Austin or if this was kind of a line he was throwing down, but he he tells D that one of his favorite moments from Survivor is in All Stars. It's just Boston Robin Amber, just like those two together, and a little little bit cringy. Yeah, I mean, cringy in that that's one of his favorite moments, or that he said it right there. Both. <laughs> like if you're trying to drop a line to a, to a girl, and that's like the frame of reference you make. Unless you're just saying, I want to be very as as obvious as I can with, without without straight up saying I like you. Yep. Unless, unless that's your goal, like, I'm not sure that's that's the that's the way to go. No, but I mean, hey, didn't it didn't backfire on him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that saved him. You never know. You never know. But um, yeah, it was. uh I don't know. Just one of those moments where you just kind of like, okay, let's let's get through this scene and uh, we'll we'll continue on with the show. Yeah, I think it was really just set up for for D. Has still having Austin's back at the end, because like we've seen how close they are, but I think this gave some gave some more context for the immediate episode, like just just how tight they are and how much they they do value each other, both as 
like friends and whatever else and and as alliance partners i actually think the i think what transpired before tribal council uh actually proves the opposite Well, I, I mean, I think it would have been easy for, for D to decide with Julie and say, let's, let's get Austin out. Well, it would have been easiest but, for her to just say, okay, yeah, I won't tell Julie. Like, yes. I'm with you. You're my number one. Yes, but that was also short-sighted on Austin's part. Because he even said, I don't think D would tell Julie. Why would you think that? It It, it would, but, like, it's because... Austin fully trusts her and thinks that it's like those two, like him and her. And it's just not. Yeah. I feel like he should know that it's him and her, but also D and Julie that I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that, but that yeah. he, he was in a tough spot for sure. Like that's, that's, that can't be argued. Um, We, we do finally though, get some more insight into Katura and, what do you know? It's actually like a super interesting story. I was, yeah, I'll let you let, take it, take it from here. I'll pitch in where I need to. So we basically learned that early in her childhood, her parents joined like a super religious cult. She doesn't really say much more than that, but religious cult, that's going to perk the ears up by, you know, for anyone watching. And that when she turned 13, the the leader of the cult decided she was going to be his next bride, which very, that's the most culty thing you can ever, (laughs) you can ever do is just claim a child bride. I think it's actually a requirement. I have no idea if that's true or not, but I mean, it seems to be. Um, (laughs) And then Katura says at that moment, you know, her, her assumption is that with that statement, something finally clicked in her, in her mom's mind. And the two of them dipped. They they fled in the middle in the middle of the night, like packed their stuff up in a garbage bag. I think she said, and just and just left. And like, holy shit! Like, yeah, I mean, that, maybe she's lucky to be alive. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's that's some serious stuff. And not that I I want to you know use that probably trauma for a television show, but that's a way more interesting and engaging. I guess, you know, background and and personal story than Bruce is annoying. Yeah. Yep. It's uh it seemed like you know, just like with the timing of it, she wanted to wait like to share it so I could see if if the Bruce thing was the main thing they had with her for the first you know 60-80% of the season or whatever, but uh yeah, I was like legitimately fascinated. I was like, this is not something that we usually get on this show. No. Um so yeah. That and then and then to turn that into a career as a lawyer, being like, I escaped this thing at 13 and I kind of started I just then started to fully realize who I am as a person, what you know, being a woman mean means what's what being a black woman means, just all of that I you know, yeah, that's where that she, she lost me. That she I was, was, I was legitimately fascinated by the cult thing, and then it's just like we're, we get the the usual. Uh, well, I I would push back on that just because all of that gets gets stunted 
of who of who you are, whether you're a black woman or or a white man, if you're in a if you're in a cult, like your whole mindset is just warped on no, I I all of your perception. And then she gets that and she kind of probably speed runs a lot of a lot of stuff that would have been gradually, you know, taught and, and learned and experienced over time. But then channeling that into something positive like a lot of a lot of people would come out of this completely broken and just damaged and they'd be lucky to just hold down any sort of job and she's channeling it into doing something good like it's it's an incredible story and no, I, I, I wish we could have seen more before this point well i'm i'm not disagreeing with that i'm i'm saying like the like being in a cult for like three or four years and having to flee and escape death like and and having your entire worldview potentially warped and like trauma i mean like that is just levels above like race like I just you know there's I, oh I I I see what you're saying yeah yeah so like the like when you tell me that and then you're like oh and I'm a black woman I'm like okay let's go back to like the cult thing because like that <laughs> like I mean I I yeah anyway there's levels there's levels and and the cult is what had me right I think I think when you said the usual that's what got me because I well that's I, what I mean it's like an but this I, is I, just... I would say this this isn't like the forced race discussions we've gotten in the in the new era yeah yeah I mean it's, I'd say it's this definitely one more relevant is yeah it's more relevant to her past than than uh yeah some of the really <laughs> yeah forced tribal councils yes yes uh but then Jared we get a journey and you'll never guess what happens. Someone goes on a journey where they will make a decision. They could not make this sound any less interesting. Nope. <sighs> no. E- even even when it was new, it was like, you'll go somewhere and you'll make a decision. It's like, cool. Like, spice it up somehow, right? Yeah, but I mean, these are the, these are the same people that think sending the contestants to the sanctuary every other week is a compelling didn't get this week just just went back to camp yeah i mean next week though probably um (laughs) so so they they draw rocks and emily goes and she's a little disappointed she didn't necessarily want to go she knows there's gonna be a chance for something but it's kind of a it's a blessing and a curse and it kind of proved out to be although i don't think this it, it it's they stopped discussing it so it didn't really have an effect on it but a little bit of a good and bad for this um she gets to the journey and she gets it she just sees another note she basically says take a walk make a choice like Say i don't want to i don't want to believe this too much because i i like this episode as a whole but it's just so dumb <laughs> Yeah, I know. And like the, I was thinking to myself too, like during this whole thing when she gets there and it's just like, nah, I'll keep my vote. Like what's stopping them from just not showing this not part, just showing cutting it out? Any of that. You, you um, lose nothing. 
yeah the only thing i could think of is like maybe some people are skeptical of her when she comes back because she said nothing happened and like that's really it and and d was but then it didn't come up if, if it had been like oh well we need emily's vote but i don't believe she has one that's some interesting push and pull before the vote but after that moment where where she came back and said this would happen nothing happened and d says in confessional i don't believe her that was it yeah. they could have cut this completely out and done seven minutes five minutes of literally anything else yeah just talk show jake talking about being a tree again like i that would have been better <laughs> than this definitely, i mean it was yeah but it was but more of it yep um yeah so she gets there it's the it's the savvy challenge undo the circle of, or remove the circle of rope from the metal structure before the timer runs out and you know at at a three four or four three 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 one however you want to quantify the numbers her vote is massively important or could should be massively important and she doesn't take like any time to decide no it, it no. felt like she wanted to say no immediately and practice probably like come on give, give give us something don't just say i'm not dumb i'm not gonna risk my vote give, give us something else here yeah no that's our girl just uh yep get get there get out enough with the nonsense yep she's all she's all business yep and while while emily's gone uh, Drew talks to Couture and Jake kind of about what their next plans are, just kind of assuming that their plan is to go to the end together, which 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 is hilarious because I think that that comment just shows how like disparate the power levels are. It was like these four, we're just we're just gonna go together, the the four of us. So of course these two are gonna go together, even though they haven't really done anything to show that they are have that kind of working relationship or that kind of mindset. It's just it's not going to be the the four rebus. So of course they're going to go together. I thought that was low key really funny. Yep. Yep. I guess yeah, I I complain a lot about like just the chalky finish when everyone just keeps working together but it does kind of present some unique uh situations too. Yeah. And then and they and rather than saying who they want to go to the end with like who would be their third they they counter and say who they don't want to go with and they just say julie and i like that because i I mean at this point you've got to take your shots like if you're just going to sit back you're gonna get picked off and it still might happen anyway but you've you've got to take your shots and and see what's out there because if if julie hears oh jake's coming for me he's already come for you it's all you're already in the minority against the rebuzz they're coming for you anyway you're not you're not losing anything by by saying by saying it. So at least they're doing that, and yeah. and not you know trying to beat around the bush or anything. And I don't know if they legitimately think Julie or if they kind of pinpointed her as who who would Drew and Austin be most likely to go against. But everyone's on board with Julie, or everyone meaning meaning Drew and and Austin is convinced as well. And so it's really just D and Julie who are who are left out of it. Well, um, uh, I this is actually one thing I was noticing during the episode. Like, I I don't think that was the case. I think they really thought Julie was the best person to go after because, like, there's some like weird 
suggestions made to weird people like like julie i think told d that like maybe she should vote austin out and i was like you've played with these people the entire show like the entire season so far and you're like suggesting to d's face that voting out austin might be a good idea like i think i don't know it feels pretty open like if people are thinking voting one person out, they're just going to say it. If, if Julie said it to D right there, but wasn't that after she learned Austin was going for her? It, it was, but like, it still felt weird to say to D. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I've got some, some thoughts on that. Cause I think that, and then the end result really shows that D is the biggest threat. Like a common threat is what D wants. D gets, she didn't yeah. want Julie to go out. She didn't want Austin to go out instead. Like if she yeah. can, if if she gets to the end and she can articulate all of this, like it certainly seems from what we're being shown that if if any if anyone's the mobster in this, it's it's her. She's calling the shots. She's she's forcing their hand to you know bend to her will. It seems like yeah. So let's see, Austin. This is where we get into it, and this is where we also learned that. Julie still has Austin's idol. Yeah, that was that was a good update. Thank you, Survivor. That's that's very surprising. I'm my my guess is at the time the four just felt so comfortable that an idol for one was an idol for all. But I still think if it's your idol, you you got to get it back. And and also Austin giving away the more powerful idol. What I mean. This guy is, he's like seeming more and more lost as we go along. That, that blew my mind. That one, I'd forgotten that the amulet was only good through six, which just say it again, PSA, that's how all idols should be. One, <laughs> one pure vote. Come on, Jeff. That's all we ask for. Yeah. Right. I, I digress. But so the amulet idol is only good through six. He gave Julie the real, like official idol, which is good through five. Again, he probably thought my idol is her idol is our idol. But this is Survivor. Or she'll just give it back to me if I ask. Or that. Probably a combination of the both. But still, if one idol is less powerful, but is good enough for the moment that you give it to her, give her the less powerful idol. Like it's it should be common sense. Yeah, it it should, but I mean giving an idol to someone in the first place, regardless of how powerful it is, is not, I don't know. It's... I think in that situation, because of how weird the setup was, that it it was an okay call. Yeah. Because they didn't, with with the split groups, you really have no idea what's going to happen. I guess. I guess, yeah. But Just... as soon as she's safe, or or say, like, I'll give you this, just knowing that I'll get it back, when yeah. you when you come back safe like yep. put something out there where it's expected that you're going to get it back and i would even say that like around people like, like give it give it to her in front of like d and drew and say here's my idol and i'll just take it back and you know and i know you'll give it back to me once you're back home safe yeah but yeah. other people and you don't have to say like and you have to give this back like don't be confrontational just casually say it but in front of other people who are in your alliance so it's hard it's harder at least to go back to not give it back 
it seems to be becoming a thing that if you lend someone an idol, it's just theirs now. And I don't know. I don't remember that being the case. I mean, for... by by the rules of the game, it is. It is. Yeah. But like, it's not something that we've seen happen like this before, where like it just this is now two times in the last three seasons. Right. Like where someone's just like, yeah, here you go. Like, hang on to this, like goodwill. And like they just it, it's not even like they won't give it back and it's part of the story. It's just that like, we don't even talk about it because that's just their idol now. And that seems like an important detail to leave out. Yes. And, and now I see why they probably saved it. Cause they probably mentioned it last week, like in the course of the actual filming of the season, they probably mentioned it. But then once they saw what happens here, they probably thought, Oh, we'll save it for next week. Cause it'll be juicier. But yeah, it would be nice to know just at any point. Um, but yeah, really interesting. And it is kind of some sad poetic justice that that is the reason Julie was safe. Yeah. That Austin is the author of his own own fate here. Yep. But I mean, not I, I get what you're saying about given the circumstances when he gave her the idol, it like on some level it could help him out long term but like this is why you don't give your idol to someone else this is also why you don't tell people about your idols yeah or at least not about both of them yep yep so then they don't think you're holding it back when you don't give it to them let's see where are we at here um we are talking about emily telling the complete truth and d not believing her says so just, just the easy story to tell which Again, cut it. Nothing else came from it. This this was it. Um. Then Drew tells Emily that Julie wants to come after her, so Emily's all aboard the Let's Blindside Julia train, and it seems to be leaving the station, but it's Survivor, so something's going to get messed up, and it clearly does. Immunity challenge, uh, attached to a rope, series of obstacles, throw some sandbags at a stack of blocks, or in Drew's case, lightly underhand toss them. Hey, he won, so more power to him. But that first throw was rough. Uh, yeah. Yep. I I was thinking to myself, like, like just let it rip. I mean, the more blocks you you knock over, like the first time, the less throws you have to make. And then I I remembered, like, well, you can't just like run fifty feet behind the the shelf that it's set up on. Like you have limited rope. Unless you just pulled all the rope. But one one thing I saw, one of Jake's like hit the the pole and some of the blocks started wobbling. I feel like people don't don't think about that very often. If you like rifled one at what's called the table, that might be better than going for the actual blocks in some cases. It could be. Um, you know, I I got to stick to my brand though. I'm not a big challenge guy as far as the uh, the minutia, so I I got to back out of challenge strategy here. Yeah. Also, just. Throw at the bottom row of blocks like that's that. Pretty... I mean, <laughs> that that also would be the common sense play. Yeah, seems pretty obvious. Um, little back and forth between Drew and Austin. Drew pulls it out and gets. He also wins a reward of a barbecue meal back at camp. So again, they're mixing up there. They're not going to sanctuary. Mm-hmm. They're going someplace worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nowhere. 
I remember when they used to do the rewards back at camp and it was like fun because they were going to be right there next to the people eating food right in view of them. And now it's just like we don't want to spend the money on a on a spa or something. There's go to camp. It's really. Yeah. Yep. Really weird to watch. But he picks uh, Jake and Austin guys night 2.0. Love to see it. And, and honestly, the right strategic play too. just run it back. Make sure the guys get the reward this time. The girls got it last time. Yep. The one thing I thought of is if he should take Julie, knowing that she was going to be the plan to vote out to try to like ease her even more. That was the one thing I, I thought it was maybe going as, as another potential option. Yeah, it could have been. I think uh, maybe it would have seemed like something was up, but you could you could probably justify it. Yeah, but I, I think this was the, the cleanest the cleanest option. Just take the guys, like you said. Girls got it last time. Guys get it this time. Yep. But I, I do like, I think we've maybe touched this before. I do like, because we've talked, we've talked a bunch about how like winning the rewards isn't always a great thing because you're tasked with making a decision that's going to piss some people off. And then if you don't win, there's a decent chance you go anyway. But when they tie it into an immunity challenge, no one's going to just throw in an individual immunity challenge. Yeah. So yeah. I do I do like that. Um, so back at back at camp and the reward, the girls are talking strategy because you have to. But it, it was kind of funny because no one really was too into it. Because as Couture points out, half are plotting against Julie, half are plotting against Emily. They say, oh, yeah, let's vote Jake. And now let's read the buff information. I, I love that scene. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Made in Spain. Oh, like, you know what that you know what that felt like? It felt like when when like different friend groups mix, but then the common threads are both out of the room for whatever reason at the same time. So the, <laughs> so these other people are like, we need something to talk about with these people that we've known for 13 minutes. What's literally right in front of us. Completely yeah. those vibes, and I was so here for it. That was yep. that was that was a great moment. Love the analogy; it's perfect. And then, then the boys do the same, but they actually have commonly aligning goals. They all want Julie, and and I I loved Jake's approach here because when you've been the decoy or the, the backup vote for seemingly every vote, it would be so easy to just say, "Screw these guys! I'm not working with them. I'm going to do my own thing." But he he knows they need him. They want to blindside one one of their longtime alliance partners. They actually need him this time around, and he's in for it. A lot of players, I mean, just look at Couture and Bruce. A yep. lot of players would would just keep the emotion at the forefront and just get stay pissed off about it and be like, they think they need me, but I'm going to show them at the detriment to their own game. But he recognizes the situation for what it is, and that was that was really now as he didn't prove out anything for him. And I don't know that that's a sign that he's going to win the game. But it it's nice to see players making smart decisions. Even when, they're, even when they're not in a great position in the game. Yeah, and I think about Jake, that's something we can generally say is true every episode is that, you know, he does what he can. He hasn't had many options, but like when given a choice, he usually makes the right strategic play. Yep. Yep. And, and maybe that's just what they have to show, but if we're looking at routes for other people outside of Reba to win, he's at least getting a positive edit. Yeah, I, I still don't hate it. 
Greater than 0% chance. I think right now, unless something crazy happens, I think Katura is, we'll call it 0.1% because nothing's ever zero in Survivor, but we'll call it 0.1%. But anyone else, there, there's, as you said last few weeks, there, there's a path. There's a path. Yeah, I, man, maybe it's just me, but I feel like Jake might be ahead of Austin right now. After, after tonight, I was thinking about that. I mean, Jake had a way better episode now than Austin did. It's not even close. And the Austin Idol thing proves poor decision making for a while. That's not like it just happened now. It happened a while ago, and the continued effects. I mean, you not being able to vote someone out because they used your idol is like just a disqualifier. It's like you just can't win. It It's going to be tough. It's going <laughs> to be tough. I wonder. So one thing that they've been saying is, oh, Mama J, like we call her Mama for a reason. Everyone loves her. But people have been pointing out that the, the quote unquote mom players often get just like roasted at final tribal yeah that they don't have a great track record of or any track record of winning like monica dawn uh caroline heather 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 of course can't forget can't forget heather even though the show did that now maybe julie hasn't had to backstab anybody so it might not be be as different or might not be as similar to say it would be different but that kind of player doesn't i don't think it's a guaranteed win yeah um, no no it's it's something i i think it's fair though to be cautious of it if if everyone there seems to love her yeah i mean it's kind of like the uh the dr allison effect from 37 yeah. if everyone says she's a threat she's a threat because everyone says she's a threat yeah doesn't matter hey, what hey, she tina, what they, let's what not they, forget tina tina but the the one thing that that might come up is because we don't know the details of why she kept Austin's idol. So like that could come up. So because we saw Bruce Bruce ask like to the other jurors, when did she get that? So if that comes up at a final tribal, you know they they could turn that against her, saying, "Oh well, Austin gave you the idol and then you just kept it. Like why would you do that to him?" Maybe it, I mean, it it could it could be a point because if, if, if it didn't general... <laughs> if it didn't create like such an explosively great moment for her, <laughs> I feel like maybe you could hold that against her. That's but... the other thing is that in the eyes of the jury right now, she's getting all the credit for that when all of the credit goes to D. So hopefully say it's D and Julie and whoever in the final tribal and that moment comes up. Man, I hope I hope D makes sure to to correct people on that and said saying she wouldn't have played it if I had not told her. Right. Yeah, that that would be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but so Austin is the one conflicted here because he wants to vote Julie out, but he knows it's gonna crush D. And if he blindsides Julie, he blindsides D, and he's not sure he wants to do that or that he can do that. So he has to decide how to tell D or even to tell D. And did you think there was any chance he wasn't going to tell her? Absolutely not. Yeah. They, they did the best they could to play it up, but would have been 
the most surprising thing of the season by far if Austin had not told me about the Julie player. Yeah. Uh, I just, he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll probably end up telling her, but I'll wait. I got to wait until right before we go to tribal. And then like, they like get back and they just like sit down and <laughs> he just immediately says something. Um, he, he at least waits for her to tell what happened with their side of things with the girls and then tells her, but yes, <laughs> yeah. took like the first opportunity. Yep. Yeah. Uh, man. Um, I, I don't know if you, uh, I don't watch family guy, but one of my coworkers showed me one of the scenes this week and it was just like perfect. It was, uh, where like Peter's boss comes over and he, Peter says to his wife, like, I hope that thing doesn't happen where I can't control the volume of my voice. And he opens the door and immediately he just like screams. And it's like, this is exactly, exactly that. Like, it's like, Oh yeah, I, I got to make exactly sure. Exactly the clip you're talking about. I can't, I can't remember <laughs> what he says, but I know exactly the clip. Yeah. Yep. That's Austin. Just the guy, the guys in guys in love or he's in, he's in an Island love at least. Jungle love. Jungle love. The sounds of jungle love. <laughs> um, and, and then Austin actually thinking. Again, I, I think he was complete. He's just love struck or whatever you want to call it. Love blind to believe that D would not tell Julie. Even though they're each other's number one. If, if he knows her as well as he thinks he does. He should know how close she is with with Julie, and that she's going to tell her. Well, yeah, it's it's like I can't tell this person because I know that it's going to get back to Julie. So I tell her, and I hope that it doesn't. But like the logic of wanting to wait to tell D until it was like right before tribal was so she couldn't tell Julie. So like, of course she's going to tell Julie because that's what they're trying to prevent. Cause they knew it was going to happen. Yes. I'm surprised that we didn't see drew give him more of a hard sell on. You cannot tell D if we want to do the Julie vote, you cannot tell D. Yeah. I, I would love if drew was just like internally, like this guy's an idiot. And like, I can't even, it doesn't even matter. I'll just do it. Yeah. So of course D tells Julie basically straight away. And then, and then D wants to write Austin's name down, which again, I get the emotional response, but like you said before, this is, this is to D like at least pose it as a question. If you're going to suggest it like, okay, well, if he wants to write my name down, what about writing his name down? And then, I mean, Dee's just says to Emily, or sorry, Dee says to Julie, Austin's my number one. I don't want to vote him out. Like, and Julie's I like, I know, I know. Like that, that part, that three second interaction was very eye opening to me. Cause I, I, if you'd asked me going into tonight, I would have thought that Austin thought Dee was his, was his number one. And Julie would think D like they would each think that they're each other's number ones, Julie and D and Austin and D. And then for D to say this to Julie and her to be like, yeah, I know. 
just just like just accepting it was was kind of nuts. And another another point in in D's perceived win equity that she just has a stranglehold on this game that isn't super obvious. I don't think. Apparently not, or not as obvious as it as it should be. If it's this strong, but she just gets what she wants. Yeah, it's like well, I guess you know we're not there, so we don't see what happens. But yeah, it just seems weird. It was it was interesting, and and Dita says no, nope, let's vote out Emily instead. Um, and the thing, and granted, this proved to be incorrect, but so Julie's gonna play her idol well Austin she's gonna play Austin idol and then she still wants to vote Austin but logically you should think that if you know they're trying to blindside you you play your idol should immediately key him in on the fact that oh we're screwed I'm gonna now play my idol because she knows I'm coming after her and then the then the Austin vote is just is just wasted. You should vote Emily, even even if Austin was the right right play. Otherwise, it, from a strategic standpoint, the likelihood that he would then play his idol, which which they both know about, and Austin even t- says to Drew, if she plays hers, I'll probably have to play mine. Which, even though it would have been you know quote unquote wrong play, I still think you should play it in that in that situation. Like, how do you have any intel? on which way their vote is going. Yeah. I mean, maybe D told him that she. But then he Julie still would have gone Emily. with the Julie plan. If, if D, cause I thought about that too. If D tells Austin, Julie's voting for Emily. I don't know. I, I'd, I'd love to know what Austin knew yeah. where he felt comfortable keeping that idol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it felt reckless to me. It did. And uh, like the thing I was going to say is like when one vote can send you home. I yeah, I think you have to do it like because it's just like Julie's just picking what's going to happen. And you were one of the ones that wanted her gone. Mm-hmm. Now, so. the, the maybe the one saving grace is and I don't, I don't know how awesome to known it is. When D and Julie kind of acknowledged that Austin wasn't the mastermind behind it. But then Julie even says, like, we know it was Drew, but we can't vote for Drew. So we can't vote for Drew. Let's vote for Austin. I don't know. I I, I would I can't wait till the season's done to hear because I'm sure Austin will get asked about that to see what he says. Cause it it feels like a dumb decision. Granted, he he was safe. Now he'll be safe next time because idol's only good through the next vote. But I I can't imagine a scenario where I if I'm in that position where the person who I thought we were perfectly blindsiding all of a sudden plays an idol, then I'm not just playing mine. Yeah. Like like we said last or like you said last week, guarantee yourself another day. Yep. Uh yeah. I what were you I guess I, I can wait to ask the question until we get through to the end. And I think that that's pretty much it. Uh okay. Julie plays the idol. Austin does not play his. I thought for sure Austin was gone. Yeah. I thought I thought Julie was going to stick to the emotional decision. Vote Austin, but 
Again, uh, this is D, D didn't want it, so it didn't happen. Uh, yes, true. Um, weird observation to make, though. I thought Austin was going until the they edited the scene when Austin didn't play his idol and they showed the look on Julie's face and it was just like pure glee. And I was like, well, they wouldn't show us that like, cause I'll just telegraph the finish. Like she in the edit, they like made a point to show Julie's face when Austin decided not to play his idol. And it looked like she was like, yes, like he didn't play it. And I, at that point, I was like, well, maybe he doesn't go then. Because, like, it's just so obvious. Interesting. That's usually something I would catch and not you. I'm usually yeah. the one more looking for that. I love it. Yeah. Um. So, I I mean, maybe I just wanted it to be Austin just for, like, entertainment value. <laughs> so, I, I read into it, but it wasn't there. That could be. Yeah, I think we'd both agree that. We'd rather have, which I know we'd both agree, we'd rather have Emily back next week versus Austin. But I mean, for a number of reasons, like we just love Emily, but like I would love to see the fallout of Julie voting Austin, like regardless of Emily still being there. Yep. Just seeing it, just going against, because then, then D basically loses both, both lines members. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of, of D's decision to vote for Julie as a, I'm assuming as a way to kind of mask her leaking it to, to her, but everyone's going to know. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's no other, other person who would have told her that. And that's yeah. the only reason she would have played her idol is if she knew she was, she was the target. Yeah. And I, like, I think it's short sighted for sure. Um, to assume that like in that moment, that's all you need to throw people off the scent. And especially if she wanted to protect Austin, she, she should have thrown a vote at Emily. Yes. So, yeah, no, yeah. No, another good point. But what about another missed opportunity by Jake Katura and Emily to have none of them vote for Julie and vote for Austin D just vote. Yep. Vote for D. Yep. It's, I mean, this is how they ended up in this position. Like if they were capable of this, they would not be where they are right now. And my, one of my favorite underrated things we haven't mentioned was that like they showed Katura giving a confessional or like maybe talking at camp where she's like, I wanted to like wait to really start playing the game till the end. And I was like, Oh, you mean like when you didn't have the numbers anymore? <laughs> like like when you were come officially al- down four to three, that's when you want to start playing. This is when the I game. come alive. <laughs> yeah. I was like, great. I mean, better late than never, but then actually do something. <laughs> yeah. If you can. And they could have. Yeah. They, they, they could have tonight. And yep. That I mean, that would have been. I I I really enjoyed D, but that would have been a great, a great move and a great moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish, I wish I wouldn't even, or I wish you wouldn't have even brought that up. No, I, that's all I want now. 
And uh, I mean, now, unless Reba fractures, which did you watch the next time on? No. Okay. Because they showed Drew throwing something like out of anger, it looked like at camp. <laughs> it, it was it was someone said like Drew, Drew and Julie are at each other's throats, something something along those lines, and then they showed Drew throwing something. It's like oh, those two probably are not related then. Yeah, <laughs> even if they yeah, not the at all. But I mean, it's I mean maybe maybe it gets interesting. Maybe maybe Drew and Austin do split and take. Oh, Austin will never split from D though. Never. No. But that's that. I mean, that could be interesting with with the the Drew. I'm sorry, not Drew. The Austin D Julie trifecta with with D right in the middle of both of those of those two. Yeah, I mean, you can. It might be simple votes, but we'll maybe we'll at least get some drama out of it. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would consider tonight drama, even though it wasn't like, and I wouldn't say it was like an explosive. Like, like what you brought up would have been like a, a mind blower, like where the minority gets together and just takes out a random D like that would have been truly unbelievable. Um, yeah, I sorry. I forgot where I was going with this now. Back to you. Back to you, Matt. All right. I was I was looking forward to where you were going with that. Yeah, me too. But you know, went off the rails. But I mean, the re before, even with the shot at Julie, <laughs> they're still intact. Like, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's at least a, a little more interesting potentially in the last two episodes than it than it could have been if they just stayed strong because they they could have voted together and gotten out Emily, and not caused anything. Yeah, but yeah. They, if, they decided to go the messy route, which I appreciate. Well, at the very least, they've at least shown signs of being willing to vote out one of their own. Yes. And now the chances are dwindling for that to happen again. Yeah. Two votes left plus the dump fire. Oh, also, shout out to Katura for just based just very simply saying the fire challenge sucks. Oh, that? I missed that. I missed it. Because they show Jake practicing for fire, and Couture goes, why can't we just vote somebody out at four? <laughs> I'm surprised they put that in. Either either Jeff's learning to take take a little joke at his expense, or it's just like a, an F you to the viewers. Like, you know, I know you, you want this, what Couture wants, but screw you, it's never going to happen. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I love, I love that she said it, and I love that they kept it in. Wish I would have caught that now. Well, you just picture it. Now, where have I been? Just too focused on other things, probably. Too focused on Julie's face at Tribal Council. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so just two episodes left, Jared. We're barely in towards the finish, and maybe we cast yeah. fireworks that we didn't think we were going to have. Maybe. I'll believe it when I see it, but... Hopefully we'll just get a, a winner that I don't hate. It'd be tough at this point. It'd be tough not to. It'd be tough to get a winner that you do hate or don't hate. It'd be tough to get one that I hate at this point. At this point. Okay. 
like there's some yeah i i'm relatively positive on everyone left yeah i would right now i would hate a couture win just because i don't know what she could do in two episodes to make me like support that over anyone in the final but i also just don't see that happening yeah like any of the other five i could see winning and then like couture is like my happiness hedge because like i picked her there you go look at you you got you got really you got six outs yeah it's a it's a no lose situation that's that's pretty good for 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 post winners at war survivor for you yep yep that's gonna be a first in, in these five seasons i think i think so Let's see how they can ruin it. <laughs> We're going to bring Kendra back into the game. Everyone's <laughs> been staying at Edge of Extinction. And also attending Tribal as the jury. <laughs> yeah. Secret yeah. Edge. Oh, man. Can't imagine anything. That's not even talk. Not, not even going to go there. Not even going to address a secret Edge of Extinction. Um, Just a quick note. Next week, our episode will be out a day later on the 15th. Um, and then the finale we're, we'll never be a day late on the finale as long as far as we can help it but next week will be be on Friday instead of Thursday um, and then the finale and then another season of the books Jared yeah you know you say the word finale it just gets me gets me a little hyped gotta say I, I, I do I think at this point in the season this is probably the most excited I've been in the in the you know the new era of the show the the 40s yeah i think back to like the worst i it was like the xander season and i was like i think he's the favorite going in but like i don't know how anyone's gonna win this like there's been seasons like that recently that specific Um, example is hilarious because it came out after the season that he was the least, the lowest threat to win of anybody. Like everyone knew of, like, you know, of his idol and whatever, just nobody cared because they just weren't going <laughs> to vote for him to win. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, I had no idea what was even happening. Yeah. Like, yeah, can't can't really get excited about it. Um, Let's yeah. Focus, focus on the positive. We're excited with two episodes yeah. left. A lot of lot of good good avenues for fun, worthy, solid winners. Let's go, Jared. Yep. All right. Well, as always, uh, first, any final thoughts? Things we missed? Things you want to add to? No. Oh, I think I had everything out of my system. Okay. Well, as always, make sure you are subscribed. Apple, Spotify, anywhere else you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at LlamaTalkPod, Instagram at TalkingLlamaPod. And for Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambidge, and we will see you next time for another Scoop of the Crisp.